Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Welcome back to episode 19 of Inside Quotes. I'm your host, Jonathan, and as always, I'm here with my brother, Jeremy. Say hello. What's up, Nevercracker Nation? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show again for the 19th time, Jonathan. Yeah, I figured I'd keep the tradition alive. <laughs> um, if you didn't realize, uh, we have a third person on this Zoom call right now. That is correct. And he's also going to be discussing with us about this movie. Yes, hello everybody. It is me, Bryce Bridgman. I am here to destroy the family dynamic and invade your home. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we have Count Bryce Bridgman. He's a vampire. Are you going to play a vampire for the rest of this time? No, guys, I got to be honest with you. To all the listeners out there, I'm not a vampire. I lied. You're oh, going to have to look at Master of the Night elsewhere. I am not an evil blood lord of terror. <laughs> that was the whole reason we asked you to be on the show. I knew, it. I knew it was a ploy the entire time. We're we're going for the spooky theme. Anyways, everybody welcome Bryce Bridgman on the pod. Yeah. Get ready everyone. We are going to get ooky. We are going to get spooky. A chill pervades the midnight air. You hear a witch cackle in the distance. Your tummy grumbles from hunger. It's the scariest <laughs> time of the year. So grab your vintage Ecto Cooler juice pouch. You know the one you've been keeping in the corner of the pantry since 1980s. You know the one. <laughs> Pull out those pumpkin flavored tortilla chips. Sit back, yes. relax, and let the magic into your cold, unforgiving heart for once in your life, you pestiferous <laughs> maggots. That's the first inside <laughs> quote from a guest. Yeah. Wow. Is, we're going places. <laughs> I was doing a classic little callback right there, Jeremy. I believe was you called the first maggots uh, a little while ago. That was so beautiful. That <laughs> was you. you did your research, man. I feel honored. I feel uh, a little threatened, honestly. I feel like I'm going to get replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, man, that was a monologue, dude. That was yeah. that was beautiful, man. Well, way, so way to start out it. the pod. So, yeah. listener, if you didn't realize, if you didn't recognize the name from before, Bryce Bridgman is our in-house artist for uh, Inside Quotes Company. Oh, is that what you call me? Oh. Yeah, he's on staff. He's on salary. <laughs> we pay him to s- just sit around and draw stuff for us. I don't I don't work for exposure. I work for money. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does not want that clout. 
Well, that's good because you're not going to get any exposure on this podcast. No, just you wait. Just you wait. Those ratings are going to go through the roof after they see that I'm in it. Yes. <laughs> Double digits. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening on the podcast, any podcast app right now, just go ahead and look at the the cover art, and you will see a beautiful piece of artwork done by the Bryce Bridgman, formerly known as Captain Cool Guy. The artist formerly known as Captain Cool Guy. <laughs> That's right. I pulled a tricky on these fellows. I changed my username when they weren't looking, and they looked like a couple of fools for a little bit there, saying the wrong username. <laughs> we fooling. That's the only reason I did it. <laughs> I might change it again. Who knows? You pulled the old classic switcheroo on us. Well, everybody, happy, as Bryce once told me one time, randomly, um, happy month of spoops. Happy month of spoops. Spoops, huh? Spoops. Not spooks, but spoops. Sometimes spoops, mostly spoops. Don't you just love feeling spoopy? It's It's the most wonderful time of the year. Look, I could go on and on. I could go on about how I love to feel spoopy. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't want to keep us here too long about my love of this most bewitched of months, so I'll have to keep it short. So, Jeremy, what movie are we covering this week? Jeremy, what movie are we covering this week? Well, since it is the month of spoops, I decided we were going to do the spoopiest children's film of all, in my opinion, and I believe that movie is Monster House, made in Monsters. 2006. Ooh. This movie is beautiful. That's all I'm going to say. And this, hey, you know what? I'm just going to say it. This movie is a staple of our childhood. And when, <laughs> I, and when I say it's a staple of our childhood, I mean it's a staple of our childhood. Hey, let me tell you something, man. This is the, one of the stapliest staples that I have. It's, it's pretty up there. <laughs> it holds the paper of my life together. <laughs> when things were at their worst, Monster House was there for me. It was, man. Do you guys remember this movie being actually scary? Because I do. I used to be scared of this movie. Well, for me, uh, when this one came out, I feel like this one was more more aimed, or it was more your movie. Because I, I feel like oh, I yeah. was older when this one came out. And as far as a staple, I wouldn't consider this one a staple for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it a few times, and I and I do enjoy it, but it's not one that I've rewatched a ton of times. Each time I watch it, I always forget some aspect of the movie of like the plot of like what's going to happen. So in that case, it's good because it's like, Oh, I don't know. It's, it's new for me. It's fresh every time. But uh, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I can see how it would be pretty scary for kids, but as far as me, it's like, nah, man, I'm a man. I mean, just looking at the animation style, it's just kind of, it's almost like it's very close to claymation. Yeah. And, and like I gotta say, as far as art direction goes, I really respect a lot of the decisions that this movie made because even though it's a 2006 CG film, it aged weirdly well compared to other ones of the time, like Polar Express, specifically because yeah. they went out of their way to make it all look like it was a stop motion movie instead of trying to be as realistic as they could. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't realize until preparing for this episode that this was a motion capture movie. Yeah, like I didn't know that. You, you couldn't tell. I remember it being that. I've just never paid attention to it. <laughs> I remember watching the behind the scenes um, special features on the DVD. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing Mitchell Musso in the mocap suit. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, so I never knew it was him. Really? Until I looked it up. I mean, him and the other the other kid that plays Chowder, 
who apparently he's he plays Jeff Schwartz on the Goldbergs. Oh, really? But I, I, I didn't recognize either of their voices. I, I looked at some of the behind the scenes. I was like, they were like really young when they did this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, at yeah, least I mean, like, I feel like he, Mitchell Musso or however you say his name specifically had like a growth spurt in between this movie and like being on Hannah Montana for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is pre Hannah Montana. This is while he was also going through puberty. So I'm sure they, wow, my voice cracked right when I said puberty. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, this is right when they were going through puberty. Yeah, it was a weird time uh, for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, dude, uh, I very distinctly remember when this movie was coming out. Uh, let me take you back in time. Summer of 2006, I was nine years old getting ready for the fourth grade. And the biggest problems in my life were figuring out what games to play with my brothers and catching the newest episode of Ben 10. It, it was Ooh. a simpler time. Ooh. Oh, to be nine. Oh, to be and not nine have, again. And not have the stress and the debt and the <laughs> everything else. And, and, yeah. and the joints and parts of my body that I'm pretty sure shouldn't be aching just yet. But here we go. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, but this, this movie, I got to say, is like an instant Halloween classic. And you got to give props where it's due. Doing children's horror is not easy at all. Because you got to like, there's a lot of stuff that you cannot show kids. And you still have to make it scary. So... Finding that middle ground is, like, really hard to do for a lot of directors. I've only seen a couple movies do it right. Like, this film, uh, Coraline scared the daylights out of me when I was younger. That one, too. I never watched Uh, Coraline, but I'm actually a big fan of, like, the darker animation. Oh, yeah. uh, It's really good. Have you seen Nine? I have, actually. Dude, I love that movie. That is a film. That is a film. If if you want to talk about CG that didn't age too well, the humans in that movie look terrible. <laughs> I haven't seen that one in probably 10 years or maybe like yeah. six years. That's such an underrated film. Elijah Wood was just taking so many different kinds of work back in the day, wasn't he? He, he sure was. <laughs> yeah. He was paycheck. He was Spyro the Dragon for a little while there too. <laughs> oh, things. man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score for this because I'm curious because this is more this is honestly it's more of an artsy kids film than it should be for sure I have it pulled up on Wikipedia it says it got a 75% okay. on Rotten Tomatoes and um, Roger Ebert gave it his highest rating four, four out of four stars really he said he said one of the most original and exciting animated movies I've seen in a long time and compared to the work of Tim Burton there's yeah. probably more to it, but that's the abbreviated kind of synopsis. It, it, yeah, it, audience score was 63, you said? S- 75. Oh, the audience score? I don't know what it's, the audience score was. It says, okay, so it says 75 and 63. So the critics liked it more, which makes sense. Yeah. I usually trust the audience score more than the critic score in this kind of thing. But in this case, I in might this have to case, go it's artsy. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing but love for this movie, whether it's Steve Buscemi, a.k.a. Randall from Monsters, Inc. (laughs) That's like the best casting choice for this movie, for that old man. He really knows how to no one. No one snarls and and, uh, gargles quite the way he does. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the biggest thing I remember about this movie is like knowing John Heater was going to be in it. (laughs) Like before it came out. Yeah, it was like he he had just done. 
Napoleon Dynamite and maybe Benchwarmers. And I was like, oh, yeah. he's going to be in an animated movie. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw this, I was just waiting for him to like show up the whole time. <laughs> I was disappointed how little he was in it. <laughs> he was in it for like three minutes and then the credit <laughs> scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he, but he was like the best character. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Leave Bones him wanting more. Cool. <laughs> Bones. I feel like animation wise, Bones looks like the worst. Yeah. I don't He's know, like character looking. wise. Oh, what? You didn't like seeing all each of his like individual teeth? You didn't like seeing his weird matte greasy hair? <laughs> he's just like he's creepy looking. Yeah. I feel like they spent a little bit more time on like the main three as far as the animation goes. Oh for sure. It's like this guy's not gonna be in here very long. <laughs> he's he's a sacrificial lamb. We don't gotta put too much time into him. <laughs> It's just Jason Lee, the guy from My Name is Earl. Hey, and Alvin <laughs> and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwool. The Squeakwool? Oh, yeah. I only saw the first one. Yeah, me too. I, I saw enough. Wait, yeah. no, I did see the Squeakwool. I didn't miss out on that one. Everybody saw the Squeakwool. Yeah, they go to high school. <laughs> Why did I watch that? I was surprised by some, like, I never paid attention really to the cast in this movie other than, like, John Heater back in the day. But I didn't you know, don't like, really. Kevin James was uh was one of the cops. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. What a surprise! Kevin, yeah, Kevin James plays a fat bumbling cop. He's never done that before or after. <laughs> hey, he was a legit cop this time. Oh, yeah, a cop. <laughs> and a weird, a weird like casting choice. I felt like was like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, as like the babysitter. In some of the behind the scenes stuff I was watching, it seemed like they were talking about all the actors that they were wanting. Like how they had had in, in their minds of like who they wanted to cast, they all went to them and they like all said yes. They didn't. They were kind of like surprised, but they kind of attributed that to like liking the script and having the chance to kind of work with the new yeah at that time technology with the motion capture stuff. So I was especially yeah. impressed that they got an entire house to voice a house. That was crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any creepy house stories? Uh, so when we were at the Holland house, I used to ride my bike around that neighborhood a lot. Yeah. And it was kind of, I was in that phase of like, cause there's five years between me and Justin and five years between me and you. Yeah. So basically I just spent a lot of time by myself <laughs> that time of life because you were too young and Justin was too cool for school to hang out for me with me. So, uh, but I remember specifically like a couple blocks away, there was this house that was like abandoned. And I remember I used to always like cut through that yard because it was just faster to like mm -hmm. get to someone's house in that neighborhood. <laughs> and I specifically like cut through there as a shortcut. And I, I specifically remember this like old man from across the street. I don't know if he owned the house or what, but he like came out the door and like yelled at me. He's like, hey, get off that property. <laughs> Never cracker. <laughs> and I was just like, really scared and so i didn't do it for a while but then after a while i, I kind of like would just kind of like do a double take kind of look around and then i would just cut through and kept using it as a shortcut but but it was like an abandoned house did and i remember in alive yeah <laughs> I, I was gonna say i did go in there one time there was this other neighborhood kid that we went in there one time and i really don't remember any of this i wasn't with <laughs> you obviously but like i've never heard this ever I mean, there was there wasn't really much else to the story, but we did like go in there, and the house was just like trashed and like torn apart, and 
not in good condition, no power or anything like that. There wasn't a uvula though. I can tell you that. (laughs) No teeth. (laughs) That's pretty much the only time I've had like some old man yell at me to like, get off my property. (laughs) Get off my grass. So far. (laughs) So it was a boy house. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Bryce? Do you think, do you have any creepy house stories? Uh, dude, this is one of those moments where it's like you get asked a question and then you suddenly forget every single thing that ever happened yep. to you. But I, I do. Um, it's not quite a creepy house story, but it is like this one thing that to this day I can't quite explain. When I was like four, I went over to a friend's house uh, and I went over there like a lot to hang out. And they had like a really old place, too. It, it, it looked like a life size dollhouse. It was very old fashioned and um, <laughs> like really old fashioned. Hmm. And this one time. Uh, and and I we just hang out and I drink like a ton of yoo It's like the best thing ever. It's the first time I ever had it. Wow. <laughs> In this one time. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good. Okay. Um, first of all, before we continue. Yes, please. Um, have you guys had a yoo as an adult? Yes. Not in a while. Bryce, I don't want to ruin your childhood or anything, but they're, they're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even yep. chocolate milk. It's chocolate water. Yeah, <laughs> I found that out and recently. I felt so betrayed. <laughs> if it's like the only way to consume it is if it's ice cold, 33 degrees. It has to be at least that. Otherwise, it's going to be disgusting. That is cooler Sorry. than being cool. <laughs> you can't have no room temperature yoo I I generally wouldn't have room temperature drinks at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, Sorry, I, I had to go yeah. on my rant. Continue with no, your story. Okay. Dude, I got like a massive sweet tooth. So if you asked me if it was like a quality chocolate milk or not, I probably couldn't tell you. I just drank it anyways. I put that in my <laughs> mouth. Well. Yeah. Wait, where was I? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this one time, um, it was like getting really late at night, like really late. And I was four. You're not supposed to be up this late. My mom comes to get me and we go outside. And then over in the distance, they lived out kind of like in a slightly rural area. Rural, 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 I don't know. They lived on kind of like a little bit halfway into the country and they had like this forest nearby their house. And off in the distance, I could hear this singing like several like female voices. Like it was echoing through the night and it was all like really discordant. It didn't harmonize at all. It was like the voice of Legion or something. Oh, oh what is that? <laughs> it's back. Yeah, no, it was kind of, it was kind of like a, or something like that, but it was all, it it didn't sound good. It's like if you had a bunch of people trying to harmonize, but they didn't know how to do it. So it was just, it it just sounded like all G major and demonic sounding. And I was like, little four-year-old me speaking in his, in his uh, sketchers. And he's like, what is that? What's going on? And then my friend's mom is like, Oh yeah, they do that sometimes. And I'm like, who does that sometimes? What are you talking about? Okay. Yeah. The banshees? I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I and I never found out. It was probably just like a, a like a women's choir or something. Like looking back on it now, it was probably something horribly mundane. But when I was a kid, I, I thought it was like like the voices beyond this mortal coil singing to us an unearthly song. I don't know what it was. It's it's just your uh your neighbor, your middle aged neighbor lady that has her own acapella group they were just practicing <laughs> and this wasn't on halloween or anything it was just randomly no it was like uh i think it was like the spring or something i don't remember this was up huh. this was up in pennsylvania 
which kind of sounds like Transylvania. So there Ooh. might be a connection. What about you, Jeremy? I just remember that house when we lived on uh, Oakdale Street, that the brown house. Do you remember that? Where all the punk kids hung out? Yes. There was this one house on our street, and we called it the brown house. It actually looked a lot like the monster house, but without the facial features and stuff. Yes, but what color was it? But it was brown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I wouldn't have known unless you told us. (laughs) I don't know. What color is it? (laughs) <laughs> Wait, it looked like the monster house, but without the facial features. So not at all like the monster house. <laughs> so anyways, this brown house is where all these, the punk kids on our street lived or hung out. And live, we lived there for about eight years or so. And never once did I see an adult. Like I never, ever saw like parents at that house. and. I, the neighbor kids that I hung out with, there was only two or three of them. Uh, they would always tell me stories about like how they like hung out with them one time. And the last time I hung out with them, they were like in the mirror upstairs in the room, like pretending to be Satan worshipers and like putting ketchup on the mirror, make, acting like it was blood. And I was like, what? I don't ever want to hang out with them. They they sound evil. And until yeah. then, I just kind of believed that like they weren't real. I think they were just ghouls. Because you never saw their parents. And we never like saw them. We might have seen them emerge a couple times. But like, just these group of three or four kids. They might have been mm-hmm. ghosts. I don't know. So, yeah, that's all. That's pretty much all I've got on the creepy house story. All right. I guess we can get into the movie. It's about yeah. it's about that time. What, what did you guys think of the uh, like the opening shot of this movie with the leaf? Um, immediately thought of Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And only to be very annoyed by the little girl singing off key. That's the same yeah, girl yeah. from Goofy movie, actually. Is it really at Possum's Park? Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me again, Jeremy, you old trickster. <laughs> yeah, but no, but what an intro to this to this spooky, scary movie. Just hearing a small child going, "Ah, hello, fancy," <laughs> and then immediately gets dark. It's all, it, it starts out super bright and happy, and you're like, "Oh, falls here." Nope, she falls, scrapes her elbow, and then never cracker comes out. And yeah. she gets like, st- her trike gets like stuck in the grass. No, no, no. It was a uh, the grass is part of the house. Oh, it was holding on to it. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, a little oh. bit of foreshadowing there, and it would not let go. That one. And then, we're, and then we're treated to the lovely sight of a very lithe old man uh, running across his lawn, screaming at the top of his lungs at a small child. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Again, what an intro. And he's like, do you want to get in alive? And she's like, no. Another thing that that I missed um, it was how, where does DJ get the key from Nevercracker? I watched the movie once and then I kind of was like skimming through it again before we were recording. And both times I mixed, I missed the part where he gets the key to like the, the lock in the house. 
it's the scene um like directly after Nevercracker has a heart attack. Uh, I don't see it fall off his person, but like J, uh, DJ randomly sees it out on the lawn and like reflects in his mm. eye. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Device, picks it up. I just assumed that it was that part, but I both times I missed the actual moment where he like sees it and picks it up. I just remember him like getting back to his room and pulling it out and like putting it on his desk. I was <laughs> like, oh, where did he get that key? I missed that. No, I just want to say uh, this movie is. Uh, looking at it even now is surprisingly well paced. I gotta say, like things just like just happen, happen, happen. You know, one scene after the other. Uh, it mm-hmm. doesn't slow down at all. I was genuinely surprised at how well paced it is. Uh, but it's also to the point where, uh, like with the key thing, if you're not actually paying attention, you're gonna kind of miss something, and you're gonna go back later on and be like, wait, what was that? Where did that come in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to make a comparison. Now, it might be a hot take. It might not. This movie is basically. Spooky up. <laughs> it I get up vibes from this completely. It's like it's really sweet. It's a sweet storyline once you get past all the scariness and like the, the haunted house part. But it in the end, all it has to do is with an old man in the relationship with his wife. Both it's both old man, kid, and house centered. Uh, And it has to do with a dead wife And it's got They both have dogs I guess in this case you could put uh, Chowder as Kevin I think Chowder is more (laughs) of a Doug though But it's sort of It it kind of even looks like The same neighborhood Not the same neighborhood but more like The layout of the lot Looked just like uh, Carl and Ellie's house It all has to do with the dying wish of the wife Um Eating children. Yes, eating children. <laughs> killing killing them all. Well, an, another thing too is because it shows and when it's doing the flashbacks at the end, it kind of shows him when he first starts to build the house and there's like nothing around. But yeah. then like everything builds up around it. Isn't that kind of similar to what happens in Up? Yeah. No, yeah. It, at the end of Up, like, well, I guess technically at the beginning of Up, it goes from nothing to just like surrounded by skyscrapers yeah you know i gotta say this comparison uh gave me the mental image of the house like near the near the end of the film uh during the chase sequence but instead of like uh getting up balloons come out of it and it starts flying out <laughs> yes. that would be a thousand times more terrifying if that thing went airborne i don't think or i'd just, be able to handle it it would <laughs> What are you guys going to dress up for ha- for Halloween? Oh, this year? Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to answer that question. Actually, I'm not going to answer it, but I have a question for you guys. And then we can, uh, if that's okay, we can get into that one. Okay. Uh, when is the last time you guys trick-or-treated? Ooh, Serious question. trick-or-treating yeah. stories. I'm happy. Yeah. When's um, the last time you see. did it? I, I can go first, Jeremy. I, mine's pretty quick. You got it. Mine was at was at college uh, with your brother, Bryce. <laughs> really? With, with Robert. Uh, there was one year, I think I was like a sophomore, and a few of us, a few of my friends, we, we were like, oh, we're going to go cr- uh, trick-or-treating. And I like did not want to go. I was like, kind of too old for this. But I kind of begrudgingly went. <laughs> and I was just embarrassed the whole time because we went in the neighborhood by FC, and like a lot of the people were like saying, stuff to us about aren't you guys too old and i was like yes 
I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Johnny, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the last time I did, it was the exact same situation. <laughs> it was sophomore year. Really? Yeah, I was 19. Uh, me and uh, Logan, that's my youngest brother for the audience, don't know who he is, huh? Uh, we went as the main characters from Over the Garden Wall, and we had a very, very mixed reception, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> there were it went from it went from like sweet moms being like, "Oh, you guys are from FC. I love you guys. Here's a full size Snickers," and then we had other people being like, "Halloween's for kids." <laughs> There was there was no in-betweens. One of the last houses we went to, this sticks with me to this day, it was like a, a grandmother and her daughter, no, her granddaughter, and we go up to the driveway, and the grandmother's like, oh, what vibes you're giving off? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is the last year. Maybe this is the year I call it quits. <laughs> I, I hang up the costume and just pick the casual parties and Halloween movies on. <laughs> Might be a little too old for trick or treating. What vibes you're giving up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Halloween do be hitting different though. <laughs> uh, when you said you went as characters from Over the Garden Wall, did you mean Over the Hedge? No, no, no Over the Garden Wall. It's a, Is that a it's movie? A, it's a Halloween cartoon miniseries that aired a few oh. years ago. If you guys have never seen it, watch it. It's like nine episodes. It's actually really good. Hmm. Huh. So the last time I went was back in like sixth or seventh grade, but mom didn't take me. That wasn't legit. I was just like with my friend Logan, Logan Landing. You remember him? Yeah, I remember. Me and him would just go ride our bikes around that neighborhood, and we would. I think at the end of the day, though, stuff. Your, <laughs> your story is is definitely less embarrassing than me and Johnny uh, admitting to the fact that we are like 19 and still doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, I'm no loser. I would I'm never sorry. go trick-or-treating as an adult. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm still kind of salty I wasn't invited with y'all when you went. I didn't even know you were interested, dude. <laughs> Bro, we lived in the same dorms. I know. I was I was kind of sparing you the the experience if you think about the it. The embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Cuz nowadays it's just um because like I said like the movie thons or, or Halloween parties pretty much that's all Pretty much. If I if I were to go with y'all anyways, I would have mistaken the movie for Over the Hedge and I probably would have come up dressed up as the <laughs> the verminator or something. <laughs> I would just been really out of place. <laughs> You'd come in in a giant turtle costume or something. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh and speaking of Halloween parties, that's kind of a, a good segue back into the previous question, which is what are we gonna do this year? What are we gonna be? And I haven't decided. I made up my mind long ago, my friend. Okay. And <laughs> at first I thought uh maybe I could be like <laughs> I thought for a while maybe it could be like a like a Breaking Bad cosplay or something, but I realized that a hazmat suit would not be in good taste in this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided, no, let's do something else. No, it'd be absolutely fitting, but I don't know if it's in good taste. But uh, I decided this year, it's like, you know what? Let's have a Halloween party. I'm going to go as a hot dog. I want to be a hot dog this year. <laughs> That's what a wiener. Yeah, I know. And then I can do what those uh, hoodlum kids in that brown house used to do and spray ketchup all over the walls. It's completely in character. (laughs) 
Um, so what reminded me of asking this question was because last year I dressed up as Russell from Up. I wore my old Boy Scout uniform. Oh yeah. And it was it was a blast. But I can't do it. We that had to like year. mail you your your like Boy Scout stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was a hit. Weirdly, okay, so it was we were throwing a Halloween party that year, and we are actually this year. Bryce, if you want to drive up to Kentucky, you're invited to come. Dude, I absolutely would if I could. <laughs> um, weirdly, randomly, some other guy dressed up as Carl from Up without another partner. He just dressed up as Carl with a wow. walker and balloons, everything. And I was Russell. And we just looked at each other. We were like, did you know? Did what? we just become best friends? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Want to go to karate in the garage? <laughs> so... Uh, I, I haven't decided what I'm going to do this year. If you have any suggestions for me, Bryce, then I might uh, be... Mustard. Mustard? <laughs> I don't know where to get my hands on a mustard costume, though. Uh, Party City. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Jeremy, you, uh, you don't like Mexican food? I didn't like it before you did. You could say I started not liking it before you, or something like well, that. Well, you could say you could say I stopped liking Mexican food through the telescope. <laughs> I love this part because that shows that it brings you into the mindset of every twelve-year-old boy. He sees they start liking Dibs. girls, and they <laughs> yeah, they don't know how to act around a girl quite no. yet. I don't think any of us really still know, but um, oh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> No. Um, I still have bottles of pee in my bedroom. <laughs> DJ, how dare you? You peed? <laughs> I just love how out out for blood they were to just throw each other under the bus for the girl. Dude, we all did cringy stuff like that when we were that age. Yes. It was... <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, things are things are getting strange. Good luck with the puberty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think of the babysitter? Do you have any thoughts on her her character? I thought that was a good reveal at the first thirty seconds of her entrance that she was actually not a babysitter and she was a cool like a, a rebel punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she was like punk rock. Yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. that was cool. It was just a big transformation within like two shots to where she was a whole different person. It was cool. And it's the only hair animation you see in the entire film as well. Yeah. <laughs> when she takes like the hair band off and like the hair comes down a little bit, I, it almost looked like dreads at first. Yeah. <laughs> the animation. Bryce, did you ever have any babysitters like that? No, I <laughs> no, uh, Cause like, I don't know. By the time I existed, Robert was already <laughs> Robert Same. was already like four, so uh, it, it, by the time like my parents were ready to go out again, Robert was basically old enough to be looking after me. So I never so had a baby. They left a four year old and their baby brother <laughs> home. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if I did have a babysitter, I don't remember because all I remember is Robert looking after us or something or, or another family member. Um, mm-hmm. The only of us who ever really had a babysitter experience was Robert and, and mm. if it's okay if I can get into this a little bit it's a funny story um 
So when Robert had a babysitter, he had this one standout moment where just to like, you know, entertain him, she turned on the TV, put a movie on. The movie that she put on was Mars Attacks. Needless <laughs> to say, those CG aliens <laughs> spooked the daylights out of Robert and gave him a crippling lifetime fear of aliens. And there's this one time where he, he um he was like really scared because the other like the aliens were like gonna come get him in the night or something. And he like to to get comfort, he went to our dad and he was like, Dad, are aliens real? And normally what a, what a dad is supposed to do is let you know that no, they're not real. Nothing's gonna hurt you. What our dad did was he said, Oh yeah, they're real. They're under your bed and they're gonna get you. <laughs> So, that's so after, evil after that's that the evilest moment, thing i can imagine i know <laughs> yeah no i, I love my dad he's a goof but, but like after that moment robert like every time he had to go to bed he get like a running start and jump onto the bed so that whatever was underneath couldn't grab it just in case yeah just in case <laughs> that's great <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and maybe that was part of the reason we didn't have babysitters anymore. Because they put on Mars Attacks or something. <laughs> yeah, no. So if you're asking, I didn't have I didn't have any cool punk rock babysitters. Uh, let me <sighs> ask you another question: Have you ever had a Have you ever had a creepy old man have a heart attack while he's holding you up in the air and have him die on you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a metaphorical or literal old man? Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorical, I can say probably. Literal, no, thank goodness. I don't think I could deal with that. That would be so traumatic. Like, they were not phased by that at all. Well, yeah, but, but it's because yeah. He, he didn't commit murder. It was manslaughter. That's what they call it when it's on accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the bait and switch. So, yeah, like, uh, because DJ had to go and, and mess up everything uh, and step on the old man's lawn eventually because we had to move the plot forward. Uh, he has a heart attack. And then at the exact moment when it looks like he dies, the fire starts a burning and the chimney starts a smoking in the house. And something mm-hmm. spooky's going on. Hmm. Which is that, that scene where he's getting carried away in the ambulance is like really touching once you know all about that it's not a scary house and it's like his wife um yeah, it's actually really touching and sweet especially like this borderline pixar emotion um like right when he's being dragged away and you see his arm dragging across the grass and like there's the blade of grass that grabs his finger a little bit and tugs at it pulls out your heartstrings yeah this movie isn't afraid to really have those uh because it's scary but it's kind of like a full package deal. It's got a lot of those like really touching moments as well. Like it's got yeah. a lot of heart to it. People consider animation a genre and they don't give it a chance to move them like a normal film would. It's more, it's a style of film and it's not a genre. That's all I want to say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this movie, uh, they didn't treat it really nice at the Oscars either. I think like it got beaten out by happy feet of all things. I know uh. happy feet beat. Um, uh, we talked about this before. Another movie. Well, when we reviewed Surf's Up, we mentioned that it uh, it had a few like jabs at, at Happy Feet in that movie. <laughs> yeah. We don't understand why Happy Feet was so good. It wasn't. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. Hey, future episode, you can find out. 
One thing that I've always, I think the big thing that has always stood out about this movie to me that I like is it kind of reminds me of like an eighties movie. I was just going to say that, you know, it, they don't really make as many movies like this anymore that kind of like feature like kids going on adventure. Like last week we covered the Goonies and it's not like yes. not quite like that, but it, it's kind of similar, similar vibes. Um, it, it seems like it's kind of an homage to kind of eighties, eighties kids movies in that way. Um, but like not well, also like trying to make it overly like, you know, kitty, you know, it is like, it does have its moments where it's trying to mm-hmm. be kind of more scary and that sort of thing. But I don't know. That's kind yeah. of one of the things that I like about the movie. I think this movie's actually set in the eighties as well. I was gonna say that earlier. Mm-hmm. But um it's like Yeah, I do get an eighties vibe for sure. And it says like do you remember like the babysitter referencing like shrinky dinks? And like yeah, she put in a tape yeah. in the stereo and tapes yeah, were kind of true. irrelevant even in 06. I think and all the cars were older. I think this is set in the eighties. Yeah, those like really old phones as well. And uh yeah. and, they dress yeah, and like if you look it, at it, uh when when they're inside the house and are looking at all the old photos, uh Nebercracker was a war veteran. Yeah. Like yeah, like World War Two or, or a Korean War or something. Also yeah, John Peter was in the arcade <laughs> playing arcade eighties games. There are zero arcades available today. He wasn't just playing any arcade game. He was playing Thou Art Dead, the best arcade game. He wasn't at CC's Pizza playing Crazy Taxi? Because <laughs> yeah, that's that where I'd was, be. That was a vibe. <laughs> I I did notice that she put in a tape Yeah. of, of like Bones' band or whatever. Is that who it was? Yeah. But uh, also I, that, that kind of stood out to me. But I didn't... I, now that you mention all those things, like yeah, I guess it doesn't ever say it's set in the eighties, but it's it's, gotta it? be. it's set in the eighties. It's gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be. Also, if we hadn't watched the Goonies before, mm-hmm. like last week, I probably wouldn't have made the connection. But Chowder is Chunk. <laughs> Chowder is Chunk. That's a that's an homage to Chunk. That, that yeah. is his character. It even starts with the C H. I feel like I feel like the the animation for the character of DJ he looks like Freddie Highmore. Yes. He <laughs> Do does. You know who that is Bryce. <laughs> he's he's like the kid from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and uh, Spiderwick. Spiderwick August Rush. Oh yeah. Uh, now he's the good doctor on TV. What else? There's another big one I'm missing here. Anyway, I see him his character like it looks like him and i always think like uh, oh he did the voice for it but he didn't <laughs> and chowder's <laughs> chowder looks like a kid from our childhood <laughs> who is that cameron johnson <laughs> yes <laughs> i was actually going to ask you guys if if you knew a chowder growing up because i feel like we all did and i was trying to think about it i was like wait okay who was the chowder and then i i took a moment and the realization haunted me i realized i was the chowder <laughs> if you can't tell who your friend which of your friends is the chowder you're probably the chowder you are yeah. the chowder <laughs> i was absolutely the chowder <laughs> it's okay everybody's been the chowder at some point hey he was very useful though he he came in clutch with that forklift 
<laughs> bulldozer thing at the end. I paid. <laughs> I like the line where he, where he lost the ball and he started crying. I paid twenty eight dollars for that ball. I raked like ten yards, and I asked my mom for a dollar twenty six times. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna mention that I've never caught that line until this time. <laughs> so. Yo, they gave him all the like the under the radar lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how uh, where where are your parents at? Oh. My dad's at the pharmacy and my mom's at the movies with her personal trainer. Their personal trainer. <laughs> what? That, like, that went right over my head when I was a kid. Way over that. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember my mom was kind of laughing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? I don't get it. I, me- I remember just laughing just because everyone else was laughing and you wanted to fit in as a young, <laughs> as a young chap. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. The, part of the younger brother syndrome, at least. Oh, oh, absolutely. Let's talk about Bones. Yeah, uh, but Bones, what a character! Yeah, he he, uh, a strange man is invited into the house. He like he harasses a child, and then he like goes outside drunk, and then he gets abducted. The end. That's the character. Yep. <laughs> but uh, my favorite part of that is when they he were got leaving. his kite back. He got his kite back. Got his yes. kite back. Um. Uh, Whenever he was like terrorizing DJ or JD or is it DJ? DJ. DJ. He accidentally um, says it JD because he's flustered around the girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's part, that's probably why I messed it up. When he was terrorizing DJ, uh, when he was like, all right, Bones, it's time to go. And he starts leaving and the babysitter's like, you are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> It, <laughs> you were so funny, Bones. And Bones was like, "Haha, yeah." It's like I don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cocky. Oh, you know, on the topic of of getting the kite back, this movie is full of these little standout moments where even if you don't remember, like beat for beat, what exactly happens in the plot, there's like. A lot of really striking visual moments in the movie, like it's very that vivid. scene. Yeah, that scene of like the glowing kite in the doorway luring him in always stuck out yeah. to me to this day. It's like that, that is creepy, but it's like so many lo- moments like that, like when they're in the basement and they find what happened to Constance. Like oh, that is no, insane. yes, that was yeah. creepy. That was very creepy. Insanely so. It, it just like stuff like that where. Um, it makes me wish that they got to explore more of the house itself because when the time comes for them to finally infiltrate, we only really get to see like two rooms and then, and then we like move on, you know? Yeah. And then, it, yeah. then the house starts to move and chase them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it spews them out and then it gets really mad and then it starts to chase him. I, I actually <laughs> think that probably the, the scariest part of the movie or the visuals as far as, uh that goes was when uh dj i almost said jd <laughs> jeremy's got me saying it back see when uh when dj he goes to sleep and he has that like dream do you remember that like little dream and it like shows like the shadow coming in through the window and then yeah. there's like the room yeah. just gets the room yeah. gets red oh man i could really picture that like really scaring some kids <laughs> You don't, don't underestimate the scariness of this, especially when you're eight. Especially now, even like there, there's still <laughs> moments where it's kind of like, oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about uh, the climax of the film. Just just okay. like a little. 
right. yeah. <laughs> so Nevercracker. Wait, first of all, I've got, I've got three. You want my help? I've got three words for you: trick or treat. <laughs> and then he shakes his fingers really aggressively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and again, that was me when I was younger. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I would have. I could see spaz. myself doing that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, so tons of spooky shenanigans happen, and they finally escape the house, and then Nevercracker comes back. He is not dead. He, in fact, was alive. <laughs> you uh, thought? Yeah, psych. But it turns out his arm was just broken. And, and, and there's like this weirdly sweet scene when he's reunited with the house and the house smiles at him mm-hmm. for the first time in the movie. You see that thing nice smile. Cute. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at you. Oh, your shingles and your boards and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, oh, man. Guys, get a room. <laughs> it's like, how did you? She is all. She's nothing but rooms. Get a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how did you guys make this work for 45 years? What on earth? But anyways, yeah. He's the ultimate simp. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and there's this, uh, well, I mean, back in his heyday, apparently he was quite the chubby chaser considering. <laughs> yeah, she was one hefty woman. Mm-hmm. She was a circus act. <laughs> yeah. I love, she was just locked up. A whole she was human, locked up locked in a up. cage. Guys, can we just acknowledge for a second that, like, yesteryear's circus act is today's anybody you see at a Walmart? <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, and, and then there's, there's like, another really heartwarming scene where, um, like, DJ tells him, you gotta let her go. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, if I let her go, and I, you know, then it's just me. I don't have anybody. And then he's, and he's like, that's not true, you know? That's not and true. I'm like, oh, oh. That was really sweet. Yeah, me heart. And then that... And then Constance, he just ditches him afterwards. No, no, Constance does not like that at all, let me tell you. He is not allowed to socialize. He's not allowed to have anyone but his housewife. <laughs> <laughs> greater good? I'm the only greater good you'll ever have. Exactly. And, and, um, yeah, and then you think, okay, well, you know what? The house is an immobile threat. It can't possibly get to us. And then tree arms, it gets up and starts going after them. <laughs> A house tried to kill us on the street. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, and this is the part of the movie that really baffles me. You have this giant lumbering house monster tearing through these suburban streets on Halloween night. And I kid you not, you don't see a single other person there. Nobody reacts or runs away in fear. They didn't even nope. do it in like a lazy way where you hear someone scream in the background. Yeah. Uh, apparently everyone like just up and left for this one hour of time. Because <laughs> the neighborhood is a ghost town up until they decide, oh, okay, well, the plot's over now. I was really noticing that pretty much throughout the whole movie. <laughs> it seemed like everywhere they went, there was just nobody around other than like the characters the main characters really like even when they go, they go to uh, meet the John heater character, which I don't remember his name. Uh, skull skull. Yeah. So wherever he's at, there's like the place is like the lights are dim. There's no one in there. It looks kind of like a diner or something, but there's like nobody in there. It's just him. And then you can see out the window. There's like no people on out on the street or any cars driving by. It's just like the whole place is just like a ghost town. The whole movie. <laughs> I don't know. 
No, <laughs> and then and then he leaves the scene too. I won't be seeing you later. Runs out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes back, eats some of their food, runs out again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what was the name of the school that that Jenny went to? Chowder, because Chowder was like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh I got in there. I almost got in there, but I, I decided, decided not, to, not go. to go. It's a girls' school. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's why I didn't go. <laughs> Mission failed. We'll get him next time. <laughs> yeah, and then and then um, uh, the babysitter earlier, uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. I got kicked out of there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like the cops, the cop characters in this movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. <laughs> Because you got, you got like the the uh the kind of like jaded. He's been around the block a couple too many times, and you got like the new one, fresh out of the academy, like first week on the job, and he's like really high strung and taking everything super seriously. Yeah. It's, it's cool. <laughs> I want to go back to this scene at the arcade. Okay. So like, they go to this all knowing, very knowledgeable John Heater the nerd the gamer um the guru the guru and all he does is to tell him to just put cough syrup <laughs> in a bucket and give it to the house yeah just the house that'll put it the cough syrup will put the house to sleep yeah he he lore bombs us he tells us all about what's happening with the domus mactibulus yeah, he was like, in my travels to various cons and comic book shops, I found out about sometimes <laughs> souls can inhabit a, a house. It's like, what? <laughs> Whatever. Just to move the plot forward. Yeah, and they had like, they had like this whole extended lore on that, too. They, this movie used to have a website where you could like explore around the neighborhood and, and learn about like the characters and lore about old kings that haunted their oh, castle. Man. So, was it like yeah, you, Google you Maps Street View? <laughs> no, kind of. Yeah, except like a house eats you. <laughs> I don't think oh, that happened okay. to the Google car. Yeah, and you could like play games on it, and you could like uh, just I don't know, read about the world of Monster House and stuff. It, it's it's not there anymore, obviously. But back in like 2006, it was the coolest thing. Man, I wonder if you can get to that through the Wayback Machine. If you can, please let me know. Uh, if you can somehow get onto the page that had uh, the online version of Thou Art Dead, I'd love to play it. You can you can't access it anymore unless you bought the uh the video game on PS2. That's a whole other story. I was gonna say the quote where Chowder is simping for Jenny, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I don't want to steal. I don't. I don't want to steal drugs from my father. I don't want to go into that house, and I don't want to die. I think we should go in there. Yes, yes, I agree. Let's do it. <laughs> Perfect comedic timing." I love Chowder. Chowder's my favorite character in this. By far. <laughs> He's good. So, did I miss the part where Nebercracker put dynamite in his sleeve? Because I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. I didn't either. I just I just know near the end, he just kind of pulls it out of his sleeve. Just randomly pulls it out of his sleeve. Here, like this. <laughs> I got this at the hospital gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that uh, the movie hints at him being like a demolitions expert back when he was in the military. But like, oh, okay, yeah. But I don't remember him picking up the dynamite. Just randomly has yeah. it in his sleeve out, out of nowhere. Also, it's kind of hard to find dynamite. Just in, this, I don't think it's really available 
to the general public either, so he would have to have those type of connections. Did you guys ever play the PS2 game for this? No. I think I, I never got to. I, I think I had it. I didn't play it much. It was like I think I got it at a yard sale, like way past the time. And this was like during the time when uh, every kid's movie ever was getting a video game adaptation, for better or for worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over the hedge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was complaining a while back about uh, that we don't really get to explore the house all that much in the movie. But if you play the game, you actually do. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just went like full Resident Evil and, and let you like a uh, third person shooter explore the monster house. So if anyone listening has a, a PlayStation 2 or a GameCube or an Xbox, uh, go find it. Go find that game and play it. <laughs> go find it. Yeah, and let us know how all two and a half hours of playtime that felt. <laughs> and if, if you don't have it, let us know how much trade-in credit GameStop gave you for it. <laughs> Back in, in a 2009. <laughs> Getting to the end here, like... So you, you, you find it, the whole story with his wife like pretty sweet, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really don't take it that way. <laughs> it's almost up quality. It just seems like spousal abuse to me. It, it is, <laughs> yes, but also... He's like, he's, fu- he's so free. He's like so happy to be rid of her after all that time. It's just so... Yeah, okay. I will say that. But there mean, is, I, Dude, there did is, you see well, her? She was built like a house. <laughs> I don't know. It maybe like in the middle of it, it was sweet, but then once you hear, once you do the flashback to where she's like yelling at him and where she died, she's yeah. very annoying there. So you're like, yeah. okay, that's fine. I, you, but, you gotta feel sorry for her though. I mean, she was basically like, they were like throwing tomatoes at her and stuff. She was like being harassed basically for her yeah. whole adult life. I assume. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was um, but then she does try to eat him later so yeah yeah it goes both ways any goodwill that was built up at that point all bets were off so it was sweet (laughs) until that point and it's like oh yeah she's a monster (laughs) you guys remember that hey say what Um, you say if we're comparing this to up at least she was on screen longer just technically on constantly yeah Yeah. constant constantly Wait, wait, I got another one. <laughs> it's like, hey, whatever happened to your wife, Constance? Oh, it's a long story. Two stories, actually. <laughs> the ending of this really confuses me because they're just like, okay, they have the Halloween night where they're handing out the toys and stuff that they've taken, mm-hmm. the house has taken throughout the years, and they're giving it back. Yes. But they're like, all right, Mr. Nevercracker, do you need any more help or you good or what? <laughs> He's like, no, you kids go be, go live the rest of your life. You're fine. They just leave him in the, in like homeless. <laughs> He's a homeless man now. <laughs> and they just assume he's going to go on vacation. He's not going to go on vacation because he's got a bunch of hospital bills because they put him in the hospital. <laughs> There's nothing to do anymore. I don't know uh, what's going to happen to Nevercracker. He's just going to live in that ditch. He's going to be Andy Dwyer living in the pit. I wasn't in the pit. You weren't in the pit. We all weren't in the pit. You know, we went this, <laughs> <laughs> we went this whole time without bringing it up, but Nebercracker 
Really? Like, was he born an old man? Why is that his last name? That is the <laughs> old man name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and, and we're totally uh, forgoing the mention of this one scene in particular. Right after the house blows up, uh, to me, this is one of the most touching scenes in the entire film. And it's when he gets one final moment with Constance's ghost. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. That was it's a good such, it's such a good this movie is weirdly scary and sweet at the same time. Yeah, it's only there for a few seconds. Um, but he just like kind of like dances with her a little bit and and lets her go. And mm-hmm. even even as a kid, I was like, oh, man, that's nice. It's a love story. <laughs> yeah, the greatest, scariest story never told because no one was there to see the house rampage down the street, apparently. <laughs> When uh, when the movie was ending, I was forget I was forgetting about like the final shot of like bones crawling out from the like the rubble or any of that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> did all those people like legit die? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. I guess it hints that they're all they're all going to come out eventually. If you guys stuck around, uh, there's a post credit scene where the officers also come out of yeah. the house, well, oh, okay. like and then you also see that uh, the babysitter Z broke up with bones and got with skull yeah <laughs> the nerd did oh, what man. the couldn't and he got himself a punk gf they <laughs> they wanted to get john heater in for what, at least one more line <laughs> oh my gosh what is it you're a dork <laughs> <laughs> it's true though gotcha uh, you got me again ah jeremy a trickster you got me twice in one night i'll never let it down well, i think we're warmed up i think we can start recording now <laughs> <laughs> oh no that would suck that was that was too scary <laughs> thank you bryce for coming on the show this week it's been a real pleasure we love your artwork it's been the best jonathan next week it's your turn that's right. Which movie you're going to pick? I do. It's it's going to be another uh, Halloween type movie, and uh, here's a clip from it. So tell me, you have experience? I have quite a bit of experience. Not you know like exactly doing it, but I've studied it, and I talk to people who have done it. I've seen the videos. And uh, I feel very confident that with my knowledge, I could, I could do it, no problem. Then you can handle this. It's no problem. It's like no problem whatsoever. Piece of cake, piece of crumb cake. Well, Bryce, do you want to like, instead of us shouting out, do you want to give you, you want to plug your own plug? <laughs> okay, here we go. So the artwork was done by me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. That's G-R-O-O-V-Y-B-R-I-D-G-E. I do logos. I do cartoons, comics, birthday parties, funerals, the return of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can also find us on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. Um, go ahead and give us a DM. Tell us how how much better our guest is than us. Yes. Thanks again, Bryce, for coming on the show this week. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy, Johnny, the pleasure was all mine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have to have you on again. Absolutely, I'd love to. Oh, I forgot. 
Uh, Bryce, how would you rate this at a one out of five spoops? How spoopy is it? I give this movie four spoops out of five spoops. Four out of five. I only enjoy the one because I wanted to see more of the house, and we just never got it. <laughs> I got enough of the house. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Hey, hey, don't forget to stay spooky. All right. Well, until next time, good luck with the puberty. Thanks. <laughs>